Hi, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial, and today I am going to uh, revisit an old topic I, uh, I've talked about, about in the past that uh, keeps getting a lot of attention, and the topic is traditional IRA versus Roth IRA, yay or nay. So one of the most common questions I get is, should I make traditional or pre-tax IRA contributions or Roth after-tax contributions? And uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I tell uh, my clients. Unfortunately, there's no right or wrong answer. It comes down to a lot of different factors, i.e. someone's uh, financial position, age, uh, investment uh, opportunities, investment projections, um, and kind of what their uh, financial outlook is. But I want to break down some of the main items one should consider if uh, they're looking to do traditional or Roth contributions, the following uh, items are what you should consider. And it's an important consideration because it's going to determine whether your uh, income and gains from your investment grows without tax or whether it will be ultimately subject to tax when you pull it out. So let me just take a step back and just give you the basics about a traditional and Roth IRA. So a traditional IRA is also called a pre-tax IRA. And in 2018, like a Roth, you can contribute up to $5,500 or $6,500 if you're over 50. Of course, you need to have income to make the contribution. So if you earn only $1,000 in income, and this is not income from investments like capital gains, interest, dividends, royalties, rental income. This is self-employment or employment income, W-2, for the performance of services. If you only made 1000 bucks, you only can contribute 1000 bucks. If you made more than 5500 you have the opportunity to contribute more than 5500 If you made no money but your spouse earned income from performance of services, you can piggyback off your spouse and make contributions, assuming a spouse had enough for you to uh, add and contribute. So, for example, if your spouse only made $4,000 and you made none, then between the both of you, you can go up to 4000 in the aggregate for an IRA. So, looking at the dynamics of a pre-tax IRA, obviously the main characteristics are you get a tax deduction for the contributions, which is great. So, if you have taxable income, you reduce your taxable income by your contribution. Um, the downside is if you pull the money out before 59 and a half, you have to pay tax on uh, what you pull out plus a 10% early distribution penalty. And the reason is the IRS wants to encourage people to save. So they're going to penalize you for taking the money er- out earlier. And if you can hold out and not take the money out before 59 and a half, then you just have to pay tax on what you pull out. In addition, once you hit 70 and a half, you have to take what's called required minimum distributions, which is basically about 3% of your total IRA value as of 1231 of the prior year into income each year. And the point of that is the IRS doesn't want these accounts growing indefinitely. They want to get some of that money back uh, in the treasury. And the reason is they allowed you to get the tax deductible benefit of that IRA, reducing your taxable income. Thus, ultimately, they want to reap some of those um, tax revenues back, and they'll allow you to defer those gains for many, many, many years, but ultimately, you have to uh, give it back. So uh, when you pass, you could pass uh, the IRA to a beneficiary. If it's a spouse, the IRA will go in his or her uh, name, uh, and that person will then uh, be able to take RMDs based off their age, Uh, whereas if you pass it to a non-spouse, there's a different RMD schedule, which you can do either over five years or based off that individual's age. And there's different tables the IRS 
provides yearly so you can calculate your uh, RMD amount. Uh, a Roth, on the other hand, is an after-tax account. It came out in 97, named after Senator Roth. Um, it's a different type of account, meaning you do not get a tax deduction going in. But if you're able to hold out and not take a distribution until 59 and a half, all, and, and the Roth's been open at least five years, so it's an and. It's 59 and a half and five years, not or. It's not one or the other, but it's a combination of 59 and a half and five years. All that income you pull out is tax-free. So the beauty of the Roth is, yes, you don't get a tax deduction up front, but if you can resist taking a distribution until the Roth's been open at least five years and you're over 59 and a half, then you can pull the money out tax-free never pay tax ever again, which is a huge, huge opportunity um, and something that a lot of people, including myself, really uh, are excited about. Uh, also, another advantage is no RMDs, no requirement of a distribution. So it's a pretty good estate planning tool because you can pass that on to a spouse who does not have to take an RMD. Uh, eventually, when you pass it to non-spouse children, they have to take RMDs, but there'd be no tax. So I'm a big Roth guy, and uh, we can talk about some of the um, reasons why uh, one would do a Roth over a traditional. So number one, income bracket. If you don't have a lot of income, um, you're likely not going to pay a lot of tax. And if you're not paying a lot of tax, then obviously a pre-tax IRA doesn't have as much value because the deduction's not going to help you. If your income level is pretty low, your tax rate may be, uh, because of all other deductions uh, and savers credits, things like that, um, you may not pay any tax. So in that case, a Roth IRA probably makes a little bit more sense because you're not getting the tax deduction anyways. You might as well make the Roth IRA. I mentioned the savers credit because that's something that a lot of people aren't aware of. It's basically an incentive for people that are low to middle income to save for retirement, and they give you a 2000 or 4000 if filing jointly um, credit. Now, the savers credit um, is basically the difference between a credit and a deduction is that the credit reduces your taxable income dollar for dollar. So if you have $10,000 in taxable income, um, your savers credit of, of two thousand dollars, for example, would reduce your taxable income from ten to eight, which is pretty, uh, you know, pretty great. Uh, versus a deduction, a deduction's only going to lower um, the um, the taxable income. It's not going to take uh, reduce the taxable income, but it's going to reduce your tax. Your, sorry, it's not going to reduce the amount of tax you have to pay, but it's going to reduce the taxable income subject to tax. So if you made thirty thousand dollars and you got a two thousand dollars deduction, you're paying tax on twenty eight thousand. Whereas a credit is if you have $5,000 of tax after you've done your calculation, the $2,000 comes off to $5,000, which is a lot more advantageous. So that's number one. If you don't earn a lot of money, a Roth has more um, more value, I think. Um, also, where you're going to be in the future. If you think you're going to have a high tax rate when you retire, then a Roth, I think, has more value. If you think you're going to have a lower tax rate, uh, maybe a pre-tax IRA has some value. Again, no one knows where their tax rate will be in 20, 30, 40 years, so it's kind of hard to judge. And no one knows, on top of that, where the tax rate will be. Will we have a flat tax? Will we have no tax? Will the tax rate, income tax rate be 37%, 35, 25, 50, 60? No one knows. So um, that's one of the reasons I like a Roth, because I I don't want to play a guessing game. I'd rather just know and basically hedge and know that I'll not pay any tax after 59 and a half. So 
that's advantageous for me. Another thing to consider is your, your, your confidence in your investment. If you feel like you're going to do really well in your investments, then a Roth, I think, has some value because you know your investments will turn out well and you're not going to pay tax on any of the income or gains associated with that investment. So that's, I think, a really uh, exciting um, uh, function um, or feature of it. Whereas a traditional IRA, you still grows without tax, but ultimately, whether you're 59 and a half or 70 and you pull the money out, you're going to pay income tax. So um, not as tax advantageous, obviously, as a Roth. Um, so those are the main things. It's really, if you don't earn a lot of money now, use, do the saver's credit, probably do a Roth. Um, if you um, are earning a lot more money, obviously your accountant's probably uh, encouraging you to do a traditional IRA because you're going to get a tax deduction and that will uh, you know, be somewhat more tax advantageous um, versus a Roth. If you have more confidence in your investment, a Roth has more value, I think. Um, I think it's hard to know where tax rates will go in 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. So I'm going to kind of leave that off. Uh, the analysis... Um, but again, there's no right or wrong. Savings is important. Whether you're doing a pre-tax or Roth, I think it's a great um, proposition to do. Uh, I'm more of a, a Roth guy. I'd rather hedge and not any, pay any tax in the future. I have some confidence in my investments, um, and I'm looking long-term. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm willing to resist the temptation of taking a deduction today, fight my account on that in order to prosper, uh, because I think... Uh, growing my money without tax will give me a more benefit than uh, a $5,500 deduction. A $5,500 deduction is not a credit, meaning let's say my tax rate's 30%. My savings is really 30% of 5500 or so, which is about fifteen or 1800 bucks. So I think I can do a lot better if my money grows without tax for the next 15, 20, 30, or 40 years. So that's my game, and that's where I'm playing. Um, but again, it's up to you. My, my uh, advice is just save, whether it's pre-tax, IRA, or Roth. Um, if you're low income, um, take advantage of savers credit. Talk to your accountant about it. Uh, it's a two thousand dollar credit, uh, four thousand for family. Very valuable, traditional or Roth. Um, and I think if you're if you're not deduction doesn't mean a lot for you, then do the Roth. Personally, that's my opinion. Um, Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. You can follow us at, I, at IRAFG on Twitter. Uh, follow us at Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, love to hear from you. Um, Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. Thanks for listening, and until next time.